1: of Kelly and Company coming your way on a Thursday afternoon and just before the show we actually heard today's episode this week's brand new episode of The Pulse on AMI-audio that was at 1.30 Eastern time Um, and you can catch it again 8 hours from 1.30 and then 8 hours from there sorry, I'm not going to do the math just now but anyways host Joita Gupta uh, talked to author and NYU professor leona golden about her new book their plant eyes this is available on Cela, by the way C-E-L-A-Library.ca. great book uh, but she, this is a book about the personal and cultural history of blindness fascinating interview with Joey though you can catch the pulse on ami audio also check it out on your favorite podcast platform and hop over to youtube because there's a video version of that podcast available as well i'm ramia Amadin co-hosting with me today is margaret weldon
2: Okay, and Krishna Washburn is the Artistic Director and sole Teacher of Darkroom Ballet. This is a pre-professional course that's designed for the educational needs of um, visually impaired students and people like herself. And she's here to tell us more about that, as well as some other projects that she's been working on. Um, Krishna, thank you for joining us. And perhaps you could start out by telling us exactly what is Darkroom Ballet?
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I just wanted to say before I answer that question, you just plugged the book of one of my students, Leona Godin. Oh, so I think that cool. that is just amazing. Um, darkroom Ballet is an approach to studying dance that is designed specifically for the blind and visually impaired students' educational needs. That means it is designed with, like, complete description, and it fully decenters sight. A lot of it comes from my own work as a blind dancer and blind performer, but also it comes a lot from blind dance traditions that have only really been passed down orally from teacher to student. My courses are always tuition-free because I do not believe in uh, education denial to disabled people, it is easy to come and study with me. You go to darkroomballet.com. My next cycle of intro class, which is designed for students who have never studied dance before, will begin January twenty first, 2023. It is a scholarship-only program, and it's never too early to apply. Um, I also teach weekly Monday night open-level ballet class for a blind community. We have a lot of blind professionals and pre-professionals who study with me. And I also teach anatomy classes. I call them no-diagram anatomy, Mm. dancer's anatomy from the inside out. And I also teach audio description as an art form, which is a special series that I do from time to time and which I'm currently teaching at the moment.
1: Okay. Okay, we want to get into all of that
0: in the little time we have.
1: But before before we get into the audio description, and I'm really curious about the anatomy class, let's talk a little bit more about the intro classes, um, your philosophy around you know not denying education for people with disabilities. But what can people take away from that class? When you get in there and you complete that series, can you give us a teaser on what you would have learned?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah you will basically have learned over the course of those eight weeks all of the fundamental logical movement concepts that makes ballet work as a system of movement. You will have learned how to understand our internal balance point, which is not the same as a sighted person, and Mm -hmm. also learn how to use taped floor technique effectively have initiated that process. The taped floor is our replacement for the mirror, and that's the traditional way for blind dancers to study. I
1: would not have guessed that. I teach
0: people how to, yeah, that is our mirror, basically. It's what we use instead in order to keep track of orientation and alignment. And it takes time to cultivate that degree of sensitivity in the foot, Mm -hmm. but... It is something that really, when I got to study with my own blind dance mentor, Mana Hashimoto, and got to really understand how this system works, it really opened up a whole new understanding of how the human body can really master balance, orientation, and movement, and just like this incredible degree of artistic freedom.
2: Mm. Wow. I mean, I didn't even know they used dance. Uh, I didn't even know that that they used mirrors on the floor or anything like that. So I learned something new every day. But besides, oh, well, it's a wall
0: um, mirror. It's a wall mirror that uh, oh, okay. sighted people use to study. Yes. Oh. Um. Okay. But for for us, why would we use that?
2: <laughs> you're, no, you're very right. No, no, you're right. I, I didn't even know mirrors were were used in that context. Like I've never had vision, so I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Um yeah, which is which is something new. Okay, so besides using the the tape floor techniques and being the only English uh, speaking uh, program of its kind in this country, what else um are the classes like? You know, how many people do you teach at a time? Do you have age range groups? Oh, what else can you tell us?
0: I you have to be an adult to come and study in the dark room. You have to be eighteen or older. These are really designed. I like to say that the intro course, is designed very much similarly to, like, a one-semester college course, meaning that we really start from a place, assuming that no one has any prior knowledge whatsoever, but we move quickly through concepts. Um, I generally have, you know, for intro classes between, like, 25 or 35 students, a lot of people Mm. take intro more than once just to kind of, like, really deeply embed these concepts into their muscle memory. Um, but one of the important features of my class that basically no introductory level class that I know of has is that I have open question and answer time at the end of the class. <laughs> now you'd think, wouldn't that be one of the most fundamental things to help people actually Develop that metacognition and really learn to trust that they understand what they're doing. If they can, how can they do that without actually having direct access to communication with their teacher? So we always have open question and answer time as we're moving through things. Oh, these are virtual only courses, by the way, and my classes tend to be highly international. Um, everybody's on mute. You listen to my voice in your ear, you listen, you think, you try things. Anything that is unclear, when I say, technique class is done, it's question and answer time, that's your time to ask me and say, hey, when I was trying this movement, it felt like this, am I understanding it? That's why I say this is an adults only class. You really need to have that level of being able to formulate questions and being able to really boldly communicate with the instructor and have, you know, focused rapport. But I have students of every age, and a lot of my most extraordinary students are what we would call non-traditionally aged students people who basically never had an opportunity to study before in a serious way. Um, And I would say they're some of the most focused, concentrated, and extraordinary artists ever. So I never discriminate based on age.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, Krishna, what really fascinates me is this is... A thing like this is not just an alternate form an accessible way of a you know an adapted class like you no came into this it's conversation not. it's 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 what it is and as you said right at the beginning um generations and decades and potentially centuries of uh how did you call it like non-visual dancing right like ballet um being taught for blind people over the years and you communicating this to us uh, so clearly is fascinating to me. So I want to ask you in another way or in other ways that you want to put it, how does dark room ballet challenge these perceptions about what blind and partially sighted dancers can achieve?
0: I think that I have an advantage as a dance educator in that I actually have studied education, And I have studied, you know, how human beings learn. Um, Most people who teach dance come at it because, you know, they've had an illustrious performing career, but that doesn't actually mean that they know how people learn. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So I come at it really from that approach. My background is actually in elementary ed, believe it or not. But what that really means is that I have that kind of approach, understanding this is somebody who's doing something new that they've never done before, and how to actually break that apart. So many sighted professional dancers, they start studying when they're three. That's their first language. They don't even know how they learned anymore, and they definitely would never even understand like what it would mean to take the time to break down movement concepts for someone who's brand new and to use words and language as the primary form of learning, um, I have found that there is absolutely nothing in the ballet vocabulary that cannot be taught to blind and visually impaired students Mm -hmm. so long as I put in that effort to truly deconstruct what it is that I am doing. In a way, I almost feel like the darkroom ballet approach to studying dance is actually the most effective form of studying for any person. But I believe it too after this conversation. (laughs) I am very proud to come from my tradition, very proud to come from the blind tradition of dance.
2: Krishna, Amazing. we can hear that you uh, you know, are, are very passionate about your dancing, and we hope you'll come back because we have to go for now, but there's so many more questions we have, and we thank you for taking the time to join us this afternoon.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. Next time, I'll talk about my movie premiere on December 2nd, TelephoneFilm.com. Thanks, guys.
2: Right. Thank you. Thank you. That was Krishna Washburn talking to us about Dark Room Ballet, the uh, pre-professional classes that are designed for blind and visually impaired people like herself
1: we have another hour of kelly and company ahead and we're talking to brian anderson director of performance and fun times at science world but after the break we have the buzz with bill shackleton